Hi, this is David Yaz at the Boston Podcast Network, hoping you are staying safe and healthy during this period of precaution over the coronavirus. It's difficult to connect with your clients and contacts in a period such as this, but here we continue to produce podcasts that allow you to connect with the people that you want to reach. You've got a rapt audience like never before. People are home, they're listening, and they're waiting to hear from you. We can create a professional podcast with a quick turnaround and do the whole thing remotely so you don't have to leave your home. Get in touch with us at pod617.com. From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. This is our city. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all the ships at sea, lovers, muggers, thieves, all y'all, welcome to the Boston Podcast, a production of Pod617.com. Thanks for joining us. And guess what, kids? It's Thursday, and that means it's time for Spirited Discussions with Dave and Dee. And Dee is here. Yay. Yay, Dee. Yay, lots of time to drink and talk. I'm so excited. You know what just occurred to me? that The only Dee in my life prior to you was um, my knowledge of the show What's Happening because um, there was a character named Dee. The younger sister on what's happening. You right. remember what's happening with rerun? And she was bratty, naughty. Oh, but she was clever and funny. Right. Which is me. Which is you. Pretty much right. all the yeah. way around. Yeah, you're an older, whiter version of that D. I am a much whiter version. Well, and as, and <laughs> as we do, as we do, our guest bartender is already chiming in, which is awesome. As we do on Thursday, we do these spirited discussions. We welcome a guest bartender. So Gene is here to join us. I do love a, a good round of applause. So that was beautiful. Thank you. There we go. Yeah, it almost drowned you out. But we invite Gene on for a concoction of the cocktail variety. And then Dee and I uh, actually mix it. Dee, you get to mix I'm mixing today. This one. Yeah. Okay. And, um, and then we enjoy. But uh, I can't wait to talk to Gene because so we're on the Zoom call, of course, because this is our lives. <sighs> and um, I'm ta- we're taking a look at Gene in his, in his like um, fun bunker. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you call it, but let's just say we've already seen just in sort of the the pre little chit chat of this show, we've seen Gene in this bunker, which is lovely. Sort of, uh, how would you describe it? Dee? It's Did like get, it's a he shed. It's 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 definitely a he shed, and it's for drinking because I can see all the paraphernalia. But it's also and eclectic it. and lovely. Right. There are superhero glasses. There's a sword. There's um. Some tiki wear. A tri-corner hat. A tri-corner hat yep. and a, a ladder that goes upstairs to something else. That's what's most intriguing to me. Yeah. <laughs> of course, we might be intrigued because this is Cocktail 2 podcast. Yes. But, but yes. maybe we've we already yeah. a, a little warmed up. Yeah. But, but Gene, if you don't mind us asking, I, I want to know about this this room, this this getaway for you, but also the... You enter through this room through some secret passage in your home, and no, then you it's just, outside. Oh, this is outside. So what? So what's up there? <laughs> that is the <laughs> whole thing the underground. Ladder? Help me! Help me! Explain this so, to me. My drink is going to involve a lot of history as this whole thing goes on. So Good. you have a tricorn hat in the background. There's going to be some history. So oh. my house was built in the 1890s, and this was a detached garage that stood aside from the house. And so when we bought the house in 2001. Uh, they were like, just don't put anything in there. It's falling apart. And we were like, all right, fine. And so for about 20 years, it just stood there housing crap. And then suddenly it was not even capable of doing that. So we decided we had to like do something with it. And we've got to turn it into something. Might as well turn it into something we want to spend time with. So right. we, this, uh, we call it the goat shed. Um, mm-hmm. 
where it's Is that because uh, you smell like a goat? It actually comes from Fort Ticonderoga. There was a British officer across the way from Fort Ticonderoga on Mount Defiance who said uh, to his troops, anywhere a goat can go, a man can go. And so that became our motto for the goat. And you haven't goat. proven that a goat can go there, though, yet. Well, whether it's the greatest of all time or just your everyday schmo, anyone is welcome in the goat. Yeah. I love it. I love that. So, but I'm still, so when you go up those stairs, you're, are you underground now? Are you underground? No, so there's a loft section that covers oh, like I maybe a, quarter, a third of the way. So if you okay. go up here, there's a whole like futon lounge section up there. Oh, wow. I want to live there. <laughs> I, I totally want to also. live there. It's yeah. Everything fun is there. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, um, Gene, tell us why you were inspired to share a drink with us. Uh, well, my, I've known Dee for, uh, like, we were friends way back as undergraduates in college. So she was telling me about tell the adventure that she was on, and I was like, oh, well, I'll, I'll try that out. Like, and she's like, well, you have to have a drink, and you have to have a question. So it's taken me a few weeks to build up my drinking question, but I'm ready to go. Ooh, exciting, exciting. Well, we'll do the drink first. And- there has to be a rule, though. After the drink, nobody's allowed to ask what I was like in college. I promise nothing. Okay. But okay. <laughs> we'll right. see what we can do. Okay. So, so D is going to mix the drink. Yes. And um, so D, whenever you're ready, I'm going to start stand and at the ready. you. I will discuss. relay information. Okay. Yes. All right. So what what do we do first, Gene? Oh, actually, what's the so, name of the drink? Let's start there. So the name of the drink is the Sazerac. It is one of the mm-hmm. oldest cocktails in America and uh, mm-hmm. is very famous in the city of New Orleans. Okay. I feel like I've seen, is Sazerac also a, a label of, of a kind of liquor or something? Or no, I feel like I've seen it. I believe it might be. All right. Well, okay. Ne- ne- never mind. Um, so have you been to New Orleans? I have. That's where I learned the drink. Okay. It, you spent some time there. Were you working down there? Um, well, I'm a teacher and I was there for the National Education Association summer conference. Happened to be in New Orleans one oh. year. And that's when I went. Yes, I've... I've had occasion of just happened to be in New Orleans too. And you never forget it. <laughs> My old company, we, we had, we were, I worked for a newspaper and we were sister papers with the New Orleans city business, which I don't know if it's still kicking, but it was a great newspaper. So uh, terrible, terrible fate. We had to go to New Orleans like once a year and oh my God, it's just, um, it, okay. D is, is beckoning me. So what do we do first? <laughs> what do we do first, Gene? Um, so what you need first is two different glasses. Um, and in one of those glasses, you're going to fill that with ice and water to sort of chill that one out. Okay. Ice and water in one glass. Got it. Yeah. D's already on this. Okay. Yep. In, your, in your second glass, you want to have, um, an ice cube. If you have a uh, sugar cube, if you have one, but if you don't, don't have, have sugar a sugar cubes. cube, you could use simple syrup. A sugar cube is okay. easier to sort of control the sweetness of the drink without uh, messing with the dilution of the drink. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you choose to not have a sugar cube, you can always substitute that with some simple syrup, which uh, I'm going to do today because I did not have a chance to procure some. Uh, so you've got the simple syrup, yep. yep. And uh, D is, is attempting to muddle the the sugar cube. She's making a little bit of a mess, but I didn't, in in her defense, I don't have a muddler uh, or whatever you muddle things with. But okay. Well, so One of the things that helps with the muddling process is if you could add uh, bitters to it. So in the original definition of a straight line cocktail, there's only bitters are required for it to be a cocktail. If there's not bitters in it, we use cocktail as a general term, but uh, apparently it's a toddy if it does not include bitters. Back wow, in that's some deep knowledge. Dee has already added the bitters. I'm a fan of bitters because I, I, I drink Manhattans. And so 
it's not a Manhattan if it's it's also not an old fashioned if you don't have bitters. And Gene, you may know this bit, bitters is like a thing now. Like I know I know a dude who has a bitters company, and you can buy them in all different flavors. And they've got the you know I like uh, cherry bitters or orange bitters. But we're going with the straight, just regular Angostura bitters, as I think you are too, Gene. Yeah, it's a okay. bitters is like a connoisseur thing now. So like, I agree. Right, right. Okay. It's mu- we're muddled and we're bittered. Muddled and you're bittered. Yes. Um, at this point, um, you can add ice to it if you want to. Add ice now, D. Please. Wait, I get, no, I get a, a I, we ran out of ice there? Okay. Ran out of ice in the, it's, no, it's there on the, on your left, on your left. Pull it out. Uh, that's what she said. Pull it out right there. <laughs> You got it now? Okay. She didn't know where the ice was. All right. Um, once we have the ice in the mixture that we've muddled, what's You're going to need two ounces of liquid. So the, the liquid that you're pouring your cup from was a former egg cup, which mm. in French sounded like cocktail. And so the English just muddled that into the word cocktail and that's where you get this whole cocktail thing. But you need two uh, jiggers full of, currently like, a lot of people use wit, rye whiskey, and, but it was originally made with bourbon, and I think that uh, D is doing it with bourbon for you. All right, so now you get your bourbon. By the way, what's your bourbon of choice? So I'm actually going with the rye. My rye right. whiskey is from, uh, from George Washington's Mount Vernon. This is his original recipe made on George Washington's original still. So I'm, gonna, so cool. I'm going old school historic with this thing. But bourbon works just as well and dates back to the original recipe. Wow. Getting a little history lesson here. Okay, so you take those two ounces of bourbon and you put it in the, the glass that had the bitters in it. Yeah, so you want just your first cup that had the cold water and the ice in it. The one with the Yeah, poor D. The one with the cold water and the ice in it. Grab a yeah, hold of dump that. Dump that out. This is complicated. This is gonna be such a masterpiece. All right. And now we You're gonna add absinthe to this. Okay. We don't See, have well, absinthe. We're going to make do with, with ouzo, which is an, uh, the, it's the same flavor. I forget what you call it. Once you rim the glass with the, with the absinthe, right. in New Orleans, they would throw it in the air and catch it again. Come and on. when they did that, they would yell Sazerac. Oh, cool. All right, ready? Sazerac. Oh. <laughs> All right. We t- <laughs> you then shake up your thing. Right. Uh, all your stuff that's still in your shaker. Pour that into your uh, absinthe lined glass. Right. And at the very end, you're going to add a peel of lemon for right. the very last uh, garnish. Dee D w- D was straight at the head of the class for this one. She was prepared. So we I, actually I have. I've got it. Yes. I've got it. So right. I'm going to leave you in suspense, listeners. Before we tell you how the drink tastes, I'm going to do a quick live read for the Boston Podcast Network, pod617.com. If you'd like your own podcast, go to that website, pod617.com. And there's all kinds of info there on how to get in touch with us. We'll send you out a quality USB microphone. You could be the next big podcast star, pod617.com. In pod, we trust. And if you'd like to be a guest on the Boston Podcast, there's no charge. There's no fee. There's no strings attached. Email me at david at pod617.com. You could be a guest. Promote your business or whatever you want to do during these unprecedented times. Uh, Take advantage of that. Thank you so much. And now, back to the show. Can we talk about how to get on... Oh yes. Yeah. Do, you so, do your thing. Go. Um, I'm. I've been drinking while he's been 
promoting. So now he's going to drink while I promote. So um, we would love to have all kinds of people come as our guest bartenders and bring us new drinks and bring us um, some interesting questions. So if you'd like to be on it, um, simply email us at spirituddiscussions at yahoo.com and we will get you on as soon as possible. So I can tell from Dave's face that he is a happy camper. I'm this is so right happy. Right in his wheelhouse. This is, this is the moment I've been waiting for in Spirited Discussions. <laughs> this gene, uh, it's, it's, um, I mean, like I say, I'm, I'm a brown liquor guy. So I like my Manhattans. I like my old fashions. I like bourbon. I like whiskey, not so much a scotch guy, but anyway, um, for me, this is perfect because it's a little, it's, it's almost like a, uh, I don't know if it's a lighter twist on, on something like an old fashioned, but, um, well, I'm going to take another sip. Dee, what's your reaction? So I am a fruity, flavorful, vodka-y kind of girl. So this is out of my wheelhouse. Oh, God. But I would say I'm enjoying it. I mm-hmm. just can't imagine why it had to take that much work. <laughs> I, I feel I, like I could get something like this simpler, but I'm happy to be drinking history because apparently we're drinking. I love a that. Beverage. I'm going to relearn all the history of this because I'm not sure I caught it all. But but um, yeah, I mean, you can definitely taste the bourbon. But the the what's surprising to me is the the whiff of the ouzo as we used or the whatever uh, an, is we say anise anise flavored absinthe and absinthe absinthe flavored whatever. Um, you can really taste that. And I can even taste the lemon rind. And I used to bartend and also I used to poo-poo the lemon rind because I always said, how much flavor could it actually I actually add? think the lemon is critical to this, all kidding aside. This is the best thing ever. I'm so happy. I will say that I feel really <laughs> sophisticated drinking it. So yes. I can it's a classy looking drink. Yeah. I feel like I, I don't look like, I don't know. And Gene, always, always neat, never on the rocks. Um, I've only had it neat, but I, I suppose you can do whatever you need to to get through it. <laughs> I feel like if it was on the rocks, it would get too watered down. Maybe so. Maybe so. That's my thought. I like it like this. It's it's uh, it's hitting fast too. Now, granted, this is the second cocktail show, so we've already had one cocktail, right? And a half. No, maybe. it'll it'll go to your head. It's, that's for sure. It feels like it is. So yeah. I feel like the sweetness of it, like, uh, mm. tricks you into thinking it's a a, a more fun. Yeah, play with your drink than it is, and it's really actually like right because if you're yeah if you're for my non like bourbon and whiskey drinking friends, if I say hey try this, it's got to have a lot of other stuff. If you're just not a whiskey, well it's like me if I'm I'm not a gin drinker, I just can't. It hits me too hard. And if so, if I were to try, you know, a chilled gin, I'd be like oh you know um it's just too much. But with this, um it's the sugar, it's the it's the bitters. And I have such memories of my grandmother ordering a cocktail in like that champagne shaped glass and they're putting a sugar cube in it. And that sort of brings back kind of old fashioned memories of what that was like. It's nice. Did you say old fashioned memories? I did. (laughs) I said old fashioned. You want me to have the rim shot ready for you on that one? Pun intended. Um, There you go. Um, So, all right, Gene, I, I, I think I'm done cavelling over this cocktail but not done drinking it. Dave is very excited. I'm happy. I'm just, well, I mean, we've tried a lot of different things on mm-hmm. this show and yeah. they're all good. Like mm-hmm. I have, we haven't given anyone anything really the thumbs down. This just happens to be up my alley, I guess. And I'm delighted to learn a new twist on a, a bourbon drink. So, um, well, I'm happy to bring some joy into your life during these, these challenging times. You're a joyous guy. <laughs> Someday when life normalizes, maybe we can, uh, join you in your, um, 
wait, what was it? The goat shed. The goat shed? Yeah. That would be outstanding. That would be outstanding. We, we would love to do that. So um, I'm heading there after this. I don't know about you. It's a party at the goat shed I wasn't invited to. Uh, so, Gene, you thought long and hard about a question to throw out to D and I. So tell us what you came up with. So uh, this past week was the 40th anniversary of The Empire Strikes Back, which um, oh, yes. even as, so, which I saw for the first time as an 11-year-old at the end of my sixth grade year. And it was, it was just such a shock to me, like how that good guys can lose and like all that was just shocking to me. It really formed my worldview. And so in, in line of that idea of worldview, even as an 11 year old, I noticed how Star Wars movies tend to move you from environment to environment, whether you're in a desert in Tatooine or in Hoth and the ice planet, or you're in a, a, a swamp for Dagobah. Mm-hmm. Star Wars really maximizes environment in terms of geography. And I was thinking about that in terms of our own day and age. Uh, the United States is so large and encompasses so much geography. And so many of us live lives where there's people who live their entire existence only seeing their local geography. So I was thinking which, how does that, how geography impacts your worldview and which is the most beneficial and which would be the biggest crime not to see. So is it, is it a bigger crime to have never seen the ocean or never see a mountain or a desert or the Grand Canyon? Or just think mm. about all these different places. Is it a crime never to have seen snow? Like, I just think about all these things that people have lived their entire lives, maybe for generations, never having experienced these things. And so where's the biggest bang for the buck in terms of worldview, in terms of economics, in terms of uh, belief systems, in terms of opportunity? And where's the biggest disadvantage in terms of just geography? How does that... Is, is that what you've been spending your time in the goat shed? Yeah, that's why I was in deep meditation about that for a while. I have, to, I have to geek out over the Star Wars thing with Gene for a minute. So, D, if you'd like to leave the room, oh you may. Oh, my God, you guys are but so here, lame. Here's my Empire Strikes Back story. I'll try to tell the shortest version possible. Uh, it was 1980, as you correctly point out, Gene. So, I was 12 years old. That makes I took my brother Matt to the movies. He's a Star Wars freak, and he was eight years old. And I remember him getting particularly wide-eyed during the scene where I think you alluded to it, Gene, where at the very, uh, uh, well, Darth and, and Luke, etc. And now I'm going to have to correct myself because it was in the third movie where Darth decides to be a good guy and return and okay. be Anakin. All right, anyway, on. the point is that um, Matt and I shared that. And then years later, 40 years later, something, 35 years later, I guess, he has a son and names him Luke. So there you go. That's a good story. It's an okay D. story. A good, all right. Okay. Can we move on now? Yeah, we can. Okay. So, um, Gene, do you have an answer to this question for yourself or you're just interested in hearing what, what we have? To well, like, say? I think you only know what you know. And like, I'm an Aquarius, so I'm like kind of drawn to the sea, but I've been lucky that I've always lived by the sea. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, like I've never really fully spent a lot of time in a desert or in the tundra. So I don't really, again, it's what you know what you know. So well, we are going to discuss this question uh, very lubricated with bourbon. I'm already <laughs> so wait, Gene's answer it. was... Gene's answer was a water, ocean. No, no, because you've seen the ocean, I thought. But is, the, is there a particular ocean that it would be a shame if you didn't see before you departed this planet? Um, I guess I'm really intrigued by the Indian Ocean right now. Like, I think that there's a... It's a place I sort of ignored as a vacation destination. But like looking at Southeast Asia all along that Indian Ocean just seems absolutely gorgeous. Okay, that's not in America. I'm no. Just, I'm just so even like East Coast, West Coast, the, seeing the West, going to the West Coast and seeing the Pacific Ocean was really different than seeing the Atlantic Ocean. And it's, it's kind of shocking that they do. I agree. Yeah, it's so different. different. All right. 
we, okay. ha- we have our marching orders. So we will discuss and you will listen and uh, let us know what you think later, Jean. But for now, we're going to say goodbye to you. And thank you very much for this wonderful beverage that we're both downing in record time. <laughs> well, thank you both for the opportunity to chat I with the wrong so- I hit the wrong sound effect. I was trying to hit applause for Jean. Okay. Which he deserves. Can we find some applause for Gene? Because yes, definitely. I just found it. Oh, there we go. And Gene, we're heading over to the sheep shed. Goat, Goat shed. shed. <laughs> it's like a she shed, only it's a sheep shed. Oh, it's a God. Good, no? All right. No, all okay. Right. We're, we're coming over. That's all. <laughs> yeah, saying. we're going. Well, thank you both very much. I'll look forward to hearing your discussion. All, all right, Gene. Right, Thanks, Bye now. Gene. Peace. So I've been to a lot of places in the country and show off. And, well, actually, all right. Are we let's let's okay. I'm not I'm not going to poo poo the question. I'm going to say it's a good question, but I think maybe we need to refine the question a little bit. Okay. So let's discuss what we saw that we think it would be a shame if other people didn't see, and then let's name one thing that we think it'll be a shame if we don't see it. Okay, both. So yeah, one thing that you're that I, I sit here totally gratified thank god i saw that before mm-hmm. i died and then one thing that i hope i see that, yeah that's yeah. that's a good that's a good one you want to go first yeah so um as i said i traveled to some strange places because when i was in college i competed in speaking tournaments believe it or not and i was that dorky and oh, I, I believe it and i went all over yeah. the country in some very strange places and i will say that fargo north dakota what was i didn't think we were getting this. well okay so i do think everybody should see the pacific northwest because yeah. everything we think of ocean here is it's giant out there like right. everything is just bigger and it really makes you feel like you're part of something bigger but fargo i had a really interesting experience in so i was there for a national speech tournament and our hosts um it was it, a week before we had been on a boat trip on the Mississippi on Easter in 80 degree weather. And here we were, the Red River was flooding and we were in the middle of a snowstorm in Fargo, North Dakota. And our host took us out in the middle of this crazy field mm-hmm. so that we could see just how flat it was out there. Okay. And it was nighttime. What time of year was this? Was it cold? Was it- so it was, it, it was cold in Fargo, but it was, yeah. Uh, Easter. It was like right a week after okay. Easter. So I think that I've seen a beautiful night sky before, but I've never seen anything like this. The horizon was literally the ground. So I could describe it only as if somebody had taken a dinner dome of evening sky and put it over me like stars were it was right. the flattest place I've ever seen. Like a planetarium almost, yes. like all the way down. All to the, the way down to wow. the ground. Okay. It was it. one of the most beautiful, awe-inspiring huh. things I'd ever seen in the middle of this cold, snowy field in Fargo, North Dakota. And yeah. I think I'm grateful for having seen that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. You want me to do mine? Yeah. Grateful? Yeah. I think mine's easy. I think I think my and it's predictable for the the Jewish kid, and I'm only half Jewish, but nevertheless, um, just seeing Israel and just just seeing the the Western Wall and the old city, and just hearing the stories about how this was the actual tunnel where David hid his men, and this I'm not going to remember all the history because there's so much there. Just um, and I had the chance to go through, taken with a guide through a desert that 
was just like no place I had seen on earth. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like Gene mentioned Star Wars. It was something out of Star, Star Wars being in a desert like that. And so just to see, I do dig history. I'm not the biggest history buff, but I just do dig like, you know, we, there are, there are, you know, uh, you and I, here we sit in the town of Sharon. There are, there, are, there are some houses around here that have signs that say this house dates back to like, mm-hmm. you know, 1699 or 1723 or whatever. And <laughs> like, they laugh at that over there. Oh, like, well, like it, you, you know, you kick over a rock and you find something from, you know, the, you know, uh, the time of the King David or whatever. If we were going to, I didn't know we were including outside of the United States. Oh, sorry. That's okay. I, I would, in a similar vein, mention the um westminster abbey okay there you go um because to me the air feels differently in that building and it's not because i'm religious and it's a church it's because so many people have mourned there celebrated there, cried there, had weddings had funerals and there's people buried underneath the floor and i always feel like it's the most spiritual place i've ever seen and it's older than our country we're breaking so, all these rules with the, I, I was I supposed so, to say U.S. I, so let's go back to the U.S. and you tell me the okay. thing in the U.S. Because yep. I think Gene's point and well-made is that our country is so big. And there are things like practically in our, visit, oh. Yeah, it's like visiting a million different countries in, in one place because yeah. the areas are so different. So if you were going to narrow it down to um, America, what would you be grateful that you saw? I guess I'd say, oh, man. That's hard. I'm thinking of um, if you say Vegas, I'm killing you. Well, no, but so but know. it's but it's hard. Like I've I've been the cities that I've seen. I've really enjoyed Vegas, and, of course. But mm-hmm. but but places like Nashville, what I just went to for the first time recently. That's where my daughter New- goes to school now. So it's like my second home. They, yeah, and yeah. it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, New Orleans. The French I, Quarter. The French Quarter in New Orleans. Yeah. I love that. I love seeing the, the all the old stuff. I don't know. Forced to choose. I might say San Francisco because it had a little bit of everything, the kind of old stuff and the new mm-hmm. stuff and the beautiful stuff on the water. Um, I wish I was... Uh, yeah, I guess that's it. So, okay. So, so, that's my answer. All right. Yeah. So, if I don't see this before I depart, I will be sad. Okay, go ahead. And it's Austin, Texas. Oh, well, I've been there. Um, yeah. I have not been there yet. Mm. And, uh, you know, Nashville and Austin were both on my list. And now that my daughter goes to school there, I spend a lot of time in Nashville. So Austin is on my list. Also, um, Georgia with like Savannah, Georgia, with the, the trees, with the moss growing sure. off of it. I, there's something about that that I would be interested in in seeing i have very few places that i haven't gone that i want to see mm-hmm. so i i mean one might say you should see the grand canyon i don't have a feeling like i want to see it so that would be on my I'm, list but maybe i'm missing something if i don't well that was going to be my answer i think for the one that i yeah. <laughs> that, that i wish yeah. i had. um by the way i'll amend my previous answer and say san antonio which is the city where i got married and i'm not married to that person anymore but you know we're friends but that's one mm-hmm. i'm really glad i saw it because it, it is the uh, southernmost city in texas and there are parts of it where you feel like you're in mexico and so just the the mix of cultures there is unbelievable the food's unbelievable too so if not if i if i the grand canyon i've never been and i feel like it's one of these things that you're supposed to do but i but i don't know yeah <laughs> So I'm the or how about weirdo. Seattle? I mean, you know, I might say Seattle. I've gone to Seattle okay. and, and Portland. Should I go? You should definitely go. Yeah, I so might say that. Seattle yeah. and Portland are on the top of my list of great places for everyone to go. And right. you can do it in one trip because it's a three-hour difference. So you can go to one place 
spend a few days and then drive to the other place and make it all in one. And, and it really is um, mind-blowing, that area of the United States, because everything is greener than you see here, mm-hmm. and everything is bigger. If you see seaweed on the beach and on the Pacific Northwest, mm-hmm. it looks like a serpent. It's so huge. Like our perspective over here is completely different. Right. And I, you know, I'm a fan of seeing everything that blows your idea of what things are into pieces. Yes. So D, as we do, tradition is to give a, a ranking of the drink. Would you like yes. to go first for this one? Well, I think you I, already I, know kind of where I'm headed on this one. But I, I know this is going to be at the top of your list. So here's what I'm going to say. Taste-wise, which again, mm-hmm. I keep being surprised by all these drinks I think I won't like. Mm-hmm. Taste-wise, I'm going to give this a eight and a half. Oh, yeah. Would have gotten a nine and a half, except it's really complicated to make. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, there is no prosperity without struggle. There is no, <laughs> there's no getting to the top of the mountain without climbing it. I think the work is worth it. I'm, I'm going, just thinking the, about making the second one. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm presuming you're always going to make the drink for me. That, that's our arrangement, okay. right? All right. Okay. Yes. Of <laughs> no, course. I, I do need to learn how to make it myself because I do drink alone. But no, so uh, nine and a half for me. That's the number I had in my head, nine and a half. So nice. this, is, this is the leader in the clubhouse so far in terms Highest of- Highest ranked drink overall. In spirited discussions, that's right. Well done, thank you. Have another drink, Dave. Yeah, thank I finally <laughs> found the right button. We can finally close the okay. show. Thank you for listening to the Boston Podcast. If you'd like to be a guest bartender, the email address, once again, if you remember. Discussions at yahoo.com. Yes, if you want to be a part of this crazy circus. And that, you should. And you should. It's fun. Share a cocktail with us. We'll virtually share one with you. Drink and up. Uh, drink, <laughs> drink up. And stay thirsty, my friends. And thanks for listening to the Boston Podcast. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. On behalf of Gene, our guest bartender, and Dee, my partner in crime, my name is Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston. If you're not from Boston, you must be the other guy. Have a drink, everybody. Enjoy the day.